Yeah, welcome back to the show. Let's get straight in. It's time for Webstar. Never thought forever was the best I could do. I'm about to pass to Andrew Webster, but there's a little shimmy to the right and a pass to the left. Ben, you've got something for us. Well, oh, what's this little surprise? Well, this I little surprise, because this, this, this happened oh, last no. week on the show, <laughs> Alex. Is he still going? The two yes. is. And then you Lewis, yeah. Yeah, he's flying. Um, mate, um, <gasps> we should try and get him on the show. And we've got oh, him yeah. on the line. <laughs> so, what's been doing? Well, we have a fan overseas, and he reached out. Emmanuel Lewis, Webstar, and this is what he said. Hey, Webby and Maddie, what's going on? It's Emmanuel Lewis. Heard you are big fans of the show, Webster. I just want to say hello. How you doing? What's going on? Webby, I think you have the most perfect surname ever. And Maddie, don't let anyone talk to you about your height, all right? Just understand, big things come in small packages. Dynamite. Peace and love. I am out. Oh, there you go. Thank the you. Power, the power of you morning glory is unbelievable. You know what? I'm done, boys. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. I'll tell you what. You know you're struggling when you're copying uh, crap <laughs> off a bloke who's two foot five for being short. <laughs> Mate, can we get Gary Coleman next week? Yeah. I oh, don't. Hang on. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh. Rest in peace. <laughs> How did you get him? Mate, I have, I have means. Connections. I have connections. Is there a video? And I reached out. Is there out. an actual video? Or just there, there's, an actual, there's a video. He sent a video into me. Oh, man. Yeah, wow. Ben at Morning Glory. Yeah. That is. Email me. <laughs> That is what well, a surprise that, is that was. Gobsmacking. <laughs> yeah, as I said, mate, I can die happily now. Exactly. Although, uh, now, <laughs> I've got to say, he's uh, got quite the voice going. He's got it going. <laughs> yeah. Now, the natural transition now is to go from uh, Emmanuel Lewis to Anthony Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> I know who's more entertaining and upbeat. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Anthony Griffin turns out uh, wasn't the right fit for the Dragons. Who'd have thought that? Um, uh, but today in the Herald, <laughs> today in the Herald, I love it. We're just into everyone. Yes. I should get sick more often. <laughs> what was I talking about? Who's I bagging? Um, uh, but I see a silver lining at the Dragons. They reckon the next crop of youngsters that are coming through out of the uh, Illawarra region at the moment are the equal of those mid two thousands that went on to win the comp. Wow, two thousand and ten. There's a real, there's a, a a big rap for the the juniors that are coming through. Wollongong based boys. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them. Um, uh, so if the Dragons can get it right, and they have shown in the past they're not particularly good at getting it right, but if they can get the right coach, the right head of football, the right head of recruitment, they it's not. It's not a huge rebuild. It's not a huge reset. No. I don't think. No. You know, as long, but they just need some time and some patience. Um, I think the board's getting on better than it has previously. It is still a dysfunctional board in the sense that it's Dragon uh, St George on one side, Wincorp 
on the mm. on the other. Mm-hmm. But Andrew Lancaster, who is the Wynn Corporation chief executive, who's been on the board for quite some time, him and Peter Doust have had a let's just say a uh, Lennon McCartney like uh, tension for quite oh. some time. Mm. Um, but I think they're they're getting on a bit better than people might think. And the fact that they're looking at Jason Rolls, who Peter Dowse has been pushing for the best part of six months, yeah. suggests that things are start. They're just start, it's a little bit more harmonious there. If they can, whether they like it or not, they're never going to be demerged. There's never going to be to the joint venture is never going to split if they want to uh, retain an NRL license. So they have to get on to make it sing. And I just think that there there is an opportunity there now for that to happen. I hate to. Douse the fire. Oh, good. Uh, oh, I see very good. There. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> now, like, the only thing, glass half empty. If they were united and they all were on the same page, how come they handled it so poorly? Mm. They didn't send anyone out to the media. They sent the players. Terrible. Griffin had to drive past it. Like, but that's a mani- that's a management thing. That's not a board thing. Well, the board selects as the people that manage the, the exactly, club. exactly. But I mean, but it's it's uh, it was handled poorly, so no doubt. Bad. But then you got the leaks. I, I don't know. I, I agree with you in regards to. I don't think the because you have still got people Sul- Sullivan, uh, Amon, and Sloan one jersey flag together. Mm. So they were the best of their crop. Yeah. And there's arguments to be had that their development has been stifled with this style of coach. So if they do hit the potential that we all knew they had coming in, then the turnaround, as you said, could be literally within sixteen months. They yeah. could all of a sudden be fighting in the eight and doing playing some good footy. So I agree with you in regards to turnaround could be quite quick. I just I think yeah. up top, it's just I'm not yeah. sure. Do you know, do you know in this situation, like Hindy said me last night, has he really had the team, uh, Anthony Griffin? And I said, well, you don't know until someone else takes him over. Mm. I mean, who knows? He might be have some young blokes there who are about to absolutely boom. I mean, do you remember when Anthony Griffin was sacked from Penrith? And everyone's going, this is crazy. He's got him into the finals. But we've seen what has happened. And granted, these young players have just got a little bit older. But he did I, get, I get that. Yeah, but at Penrith there, he yeah. Serraldo was coaching that team with Gus. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it doesn't matter how many different ways Anthony Griffin and his supporters want to try and shape that. Go and talk to the people of Penrith. That's exactly what happened. Yep. Um, yep. And but also, just, I, you could, if you want to read a book later this year, there's a story in regards to Broncos and and how. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yes. Good Stay push. I like how, that. Thank the, you. The big thing for, for Jason Riles, and he looks like the favourite, or whether it be Ben Hornby or Dean Young, is that a young coach going in there and being able to have the power to be the dictator. That that's that's He's the big be, one, and that's what so. that's why I work with Wayne. Because Wayne went in there mm. and he he had all the power and he had the presence and he knew he was in a situation that if he didn't like what was going on, he'd just walk out the door and walk into another powerhouse club. Well, that's what happened. When he when he hasn't had absolute power, i.e. the two times he's been at the Broncos, it's ended very poorly. What's mm. what's Jason Rolls like as a as a coach? Like, you know, we they he's, he's, he's trying to the best, but is he is he gonna be like a Craig Bellamy. They reckon he's a players coach. They reckon he gets on really well with the younger players, which is exactly what I reckon that club needs at the moment. Mm -hmm. But I I, I know everyone keeps saying like, oh, he didn't have the roster. Anthony Griffin had all control over the roster. Mm -hmm. He brought in all these older players, Aaron Woods. uh, Letting McGuinness go. Letting McGuinness go, bringing in McCulloch. There's like a whole stack of recruitment decisions there where it looked like he was trying to win the over 35s comp. It was like, it just, it just... He, yeah. People, I think that's a bit of a cop out to say that that he didn't have the team that he had. 
also, but he also made some bizarre decisions in the last few weeks. Yes, he has. The, like the whole Lomax thing, I can't wrap my head around. I think Lomax is still trying to work out why he got dropped. Mm-hmm. Like no one's actually explained it to him. And what happened with Sullivan on the weekend was just, you know, obviously the, the fo- was well, that was just sort of like the yeah. final straw. Yeah, it was. But so the Lomax situation again. So look, Zach is a player of great potential. Okay, um, he has is a long way from being the player that you know we expect him to be. Like Freddie was, you know, talking about him, you know, push him into the blue squad by now, but that that hasn't transpired. Yet he's on huge man. huge money now. But so if you draw a line through that, the reason he let McGuinness go is because he said McGuinness was on too much money and he was going to have a, a sort of you know socialist system or a money ball system. And that he just couldn't carry him, but you're paying big money for guess, other players as well. Like, you just guess didn't who else make... he let go? Yeah. Reese Robson. Reece exactly. Reese exactly. Robson. Like, how? Yeah. How can you let Reese Robson go to bring in? You know, I love Maka, but he was at the end of his career. But mm. see, yeah, look, yes. you know what I yeah. see with this? All right, I see with Lomax how, like, their solution to him flick passing too often was to move him to the other side of the field. Oh, now, yeah. surely coaching, like, the art of coaching, is to make him more selective with his pass. Yeah. And it's a little bit like, I think I often think of this, I've talked to Warren McDonald about it, the Tigers. Years ago when the Tigers got rid of Adokar, they just they dropped it, put him into reserve grade, didn't think anything of him because he wasn't good under the high ball. And I remember what Warren McDonald said to me, well, isn't good coaching teaching him to be good under the high ball? Absolutely. Goes to Melbourne, learns how to catch the ball properly, um, uh, is an Australian winger. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, that's coaching. Yep. So I think Absolutely that, that's you, you need, and, just, and, and this is the benefit I reckon of of, of Bennett and and Belliake too. They're so skills based in the way that they coach. coach. Mm. That's and it. that's what you need with a young team, and pure, that's what I hope Rolls brings to the Dragons. Pure coaching, exactly. The lost art of pure coaching. Mm. It just makes me sick when I hear uh, coaches publicly saying about their players, "We just haven't haven't got the roster." And you go, oh, how bullshit. dare you? you just go, but you go, how dare you? Mm. How dare you? Because then you've got to walk into train on a Monday and try to build belief in that squad that you mm. clearly don't believe in. Yeah. And the bottom line is, you make them better. Mm-hmm. You coach the pants off them. Make them better footballers. Well, look look at the Dolphins. You can't say that anymore. Exactly. You, you cannot. Yeah. It is over. Any coach that comes out and says, oh, no, I don't have yeah. the roster. Look at the Dolphins. Well, mate, look, look at Nick Mooney. Yes, that's a great one. Look at Nick Mooney. Look at, look at King, Josh King, who's gone to look Melbourne. Look at Tommy Dearden. Look at Zach Hoskin. Perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There are plenty of good footy players out there, but I just think that we have a, a shortage of good admins mm. and good coaches. Yep. Um, because, I totally agree. Because you don't have admins training all the way from six years old to become admins in footy. You don't have coaches training all the way from six years old, mm. but we have thousands and thousands of kids training. You know, Denon, the amount of jobs in the media has been so detrimental to the coaching ranks. Mm. Slater's the best example. Mm. Like there weren't so like yeah. Slater is the perfect example that already, and this got me into trouble last week, as we know. But if he's the perfect example that of a guy that just would have been to coaching immediately, like he's had the success at origin level, you just knew he'd be a genius coach. Mm. But mm. he's going, you know what? I've got a great job in the media, I've got the horse stud, I've got all those things, I don't really need it. Although I think the Melbourne Storm will continue to press him. I think Why so. Why wouldn't they? Look, I look, I, um, yeah, and I, I, I reckon uh, Riles is ready for it. He's yeah. he, he he had been cold on it, and then he actually started to see the the ups the upscale yeah. in in going to a club like that. On the personality, he'll be a very different coach to Craig Bellamy. Yeah. I think what he'll do is he'll put 
standards, as they say in play. No, put it this way, I don't like you use just common words that just wash over. He'll let the players know straight away what's expected. And if they, that, that, that will basically be his discipline. Is that this is what you do. This is where I expect from you. If you don't reach that, then... Because whenever we run overlay on the show, it's always Jason Roll sitting there and bellyache just not giving it to him. There was a hilarious uh, moment. They showed it on your show last night, Maddie, where where Rolls is in the room in the coach's box with the mic with the mic yeah. in front of him, and Bellamy grabbed the mic and was screaming. Geno <laughs> <laughs> you know, Webby, and you talk like he, here's an example of that. I think sometimes when you get you get mixed, you know, like things get lost in coaching. In my opinion, too too much technology in coaching can be detrimental. Yep. Wayne Bennett, Craig Bellamy, right? You watch Bellyache and you go down there. So he's walking around with a piece of, you know, got, he, he writes longhand, you know, carrying it around with him, stuff like that, because they feel their players. Mm-hmm. They feel they know their players. They know they just sit and they watch that player with, you know, soft eyes and just go, okay, this is what this guy needs. As opposed to sitting a kid in front of a computer mm. screen and just throwing them, showing them clip after clip after clip, showing them what they're not doing right. Bennett said to me the best thing that, that ever happened to his coaching was, or that he's thankful of is the fact that he started before the video. He said it was all just what you watched on the training field. Mm. Yeah, and so he, said, he said it's all feel. It's, it's human. all feel. It's yeah. human. It's That's human. right. Yes. Mm. We're... we're we're not robots. We're, emo- we're emotional creatures having we, physical experiences. We are. Uh, on on that, after the break, we've got movie of the week. Fever pitch talking about human experiences. Stay tuned.